Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Gordon Brown. Gordon is the author of eight crime and thriller novels published under his own name, but his latest book, 31 Bones, is published under the pen name Morgan Cry. His second Morgan Cry novel, Six Wounds, is scheduled for publication in May 2022. Gordon, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Jeff. Thank you very much for having me. Great. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your novel, 31 Bones, that I just mentioned is published under the pen name Morgan Cry, how would you describe the novel? Um, I think the best way to look at it would be a crime novel that has a touch of heist about it and also has a cast of characters that you would say is slightly dysfunctional. Uh, the, the book itself is set in a fictional town called El Descaro, which is on the Costa Blanca coast of Spain. And actually, is really a town called Javier on the Costa Blanca. And the reason it's set there is I'm lucky enough to own a small apartment in the town of Javier. But if I'd actually called it by its real name, given some of the characters in there, I may have been lynched by some of the local expatriates around here. <laughs> Well, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing 31 Bones? It, it's interesting. We, we came out here about seven years ago to Spain. So I'm in Spain at the moment. And what I found quite fascinating was I was writing thrillers at the time, but I, I kind of bumped into the expatriate community. Now, you have to understand Spain is absolutely massive with the British. I mean, it, it, in any given year... Uh, outside of COVID, there's something like 19 million people make their way to the Spanish costas and the Spanish islands from Britain. And Britain's had that sort of holiday relationship with Spain for the best part of 60, 70 years. And the expatriates that stay here are people who have just moved out because it's a three-hour flight back to the UK, but they want the sun, they want the cheap booze. Uh, and you meet them. And the thing that struck me most was I've used the word already, how dysfunctional a lot of them were in that they all had some really strange backstories or some really off-the-wall views on life. And they frequent, a lot of them mix very well with the Spanish, but there's some of them frequent their own bars, they have their own clubs. They've just effectively moved Britain 2,000 miles south and, and opened up in the sun. And that gave me the act that there's a story in there. And the strange thing is when I went looking to see if anyone else had written about the expatriate community, the British community in Spain, the answer was virtually none. I, I found one novel by J.G. Ballard called Cocaine Nights that was written in the 80s, and then I really struggled to find anybody, despite the fact that it, the community out here is, they, they reckon there's something like 400,000 people permanently stay in Spain, have homes out here that are British. So for me, there was a whole world in there that I could explore. Well... Why did you decide to publish 31 Bones under a pen name? All right, that's interesting. Um, I published the last eight under Gordon Brown. Now, for the listeners, Gordon Brown was the ex-Prime Minister of the UK and having the same name as the ex-Prime Minister of the UK, especially in the UK, was problematic. Not, not to say the least. Try Google, you couldn't find me. I'd go to events and people would genuinely think the prime minister was going to turn up at the events. I've had more than one occasion where people were disappointed it was me because the expectation was that somehow the prime minister had written some crime books, Scottish crime books, 
Uh, I, had, I had one instance where I was actually uh, on the day of the general election. This is not that long after I started writing the, the, the main election in the UK. Uh, I was signing books in a local bookshop, as you do. And there was a sign outside Gordon Brown selling uh, signing books here. And this, uh, I shall say, rather inebriated woman staggered into the shop and started, I'll not say the language, but our basic premise was, why is he here signing books? He should be down running the country. And I had about, I could hear at the distance, about 10 minutes of her, she desperately wanted to get to me. And the staff were trying to say it's not that Gordon Brown. Anyway, eventually they had to give in, bring her up to, to show it was not the Prime Minister. They walk up to me, she looks at me and she goes, no, you're not him. But she bought two books anyway, so I was quids in. <laughs> that, that's a good point. So so what was your writing journey, your original writing journey that led you to writing your first novel? Oh, sorry, Jeff, you asked, do you want me to answer the Morgan Cry But I just missed that out in terms of why it's Morgan Cry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'll jump back. I'll jump back. The reason Sorry, I just, didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, not at all. No, no, not at all. No, no. The reason I changed was after eight books, I, because I was writing a brand new setting in Spain, and it's a gorgeous place to write it, and it was very different. The publisher wanted a different name. So what they said was, why not we come up with a pen name so it doesn't get confused with the other two series I've written in the past? And the reason I picked the name is my father's name is Morgan. That my dad was in the Glasgow police for 25 years. He's sadly no longer with us, but the book is now dedicated to him. And his name is Morgan. And cry because I quite liked it as a crime name. I know that sounds a bit weird. But the strangest thing is my youngest brother's called Morgan. And I don't know if you've seen Rocket Man, the Elton John movie. You know the biopic with uh, about Elton John? I don't know if um, you've seen I know the movie. I haven't seen it yet, though. So there's a scene in it where he's called Reg Dwight and he decides to change his name. And in the back of the van, I think it's the drummer, he says to him, I'm going to use your name. Yeah. And the drummer just looks at him aghast. Well, I had to phone my brother and say to my, my brother, I want to use your name. He <laughs> laughed. He said, okay. He laughed, but he said, okay. So that's why it's Morgan Cry. That is dedicated to my father. That's great. And you were asking about my writing journey? Yes, yes. What led you to writing your first novel? Uh, I actually, I wrote my very first novel when I was in my early 20s. And it was, it was inspired by a journey on the back of a Jeep in Crete when there was seven of us in a vehicle that was supposed to take four. I was hanging off the back of it and we were in the <laughs> middle of nowhere, absolutely middle of nowhere. And there was this guy with a backpack wandering across like nowhere. Now, I know that's not that unusual, but back then, and we were talking about the 80s, it wasn't as usual to see people doing that, if that makes sense. And I just wondered who he was. And I, w I had a story and I had nothing to write with. So when we got to the destination, I said to the waiter, you know the little notepads the waiters used to, take down your drinks orders. Mm -hmm. I borrowed one off him. I started writing. I borrowed another one. And then I went down to the local news agent and I got some loose leaf paper and I wrote the whole thing in about a couple of months, handwritten on every variation in paper you've seen. And to be fair, it was rubbish. It was not a good story, but it was my first attempt at writing. And off and on, I have tried to write until the late 2000s, 2010s, 2008, 2009, I was the marketing director for a TV company and I was coming to the end of the contract 
And I said to my wife, I'm going to give this one more go. I've got this idea. I, I'm going to give it a go. And I wrote, spent three months writing one summer just when I quit my job. So I had nothing else to do. Spent a month editing, sent it off to four publishers. And bizarrely, one of them picked it up. And not only did one pick it up, if you know how the system works and a lot of publishers want three chapters in a synopsis, that's it. I sent that off. They liked it. They wanted a coffee. Could I send the rest through to them? I'd sent the rest through to them. I was so excited. Oh my God, a publisher wants my book. So I sent it off by email, met them for a coffee, and they hated the rest of the book. They oh, loved no. the first three chapters. And I said, hated it? How, how, how did you hate it? And they said, it's full of typos, plot holes, doesn't make sense. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I, it's better than that. What I'd done in sheer excitement of a publisher saying they wanted to see my book, I'd sent off a version that was about a month old. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So they had got this really rubbish version of my book and still signed me up. So that, that's how I actually got signed up in the first place. Wow, that's, that's an amazing story. <laughs> what, what, a, what, a, what a mistake to send them that. Oh, no, that, that's the thing that got me was I just thought about it. You know, it could have been the end of my writing career. But the, 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 the publisher at the time said he loved the first three chapters. He assumed there was something not quite right. But it really was gobbledygook. I mean, it was <laughs> appallingly bad, and they still signed me. Yikes! So, so what is your writing process when you're working on a new novel? Do you do you are you someone who writes an outline, or do you just jump in on page one and start writing? Well, take Thirty One Bones. That's a good example. Sure. I, I tend to start with a first line, and the, the line I had was a, a, an octogenarian woman in a bar in Spain who is in the middle of a selling a scam. That's how the book starts. And I, I just started writing about that because I'd just been to a bar in Spain that was one of those. This might not be so familiar from, from an American point of view, but if you're a UK person, there are certain bars in Spain that are that they just look like they've ported them straight from the UK. They, they tend to have, they, they'll have British TV on, British sport on. The posters on the wall will be football strips. A lot of them used to have currency hanging from the ceiling. It's one of those weird things that people used to do is bring currency and pin it to the ceiling. 
and, and it, it, that bar inspired the whole story on the basis that I just had this idea about this oxygenating woman who ran this team of expatriates who call themselves the expatriates who are all failed in life. And that was the idea. And what I wanted to know was what happens if someone new steps into that world? Because it is a very closed world out here when you're part of that. And it's a lovely place to be. So when I wrote it, I just had one line. I, I started, I literally started with the first line of the book and that's all I had was, and I, it, it, the first chapter is called Skinning the Cat. And all I had was, it's the mother load, said Effie Coulston to the young investor. And that was it. That was the start of the book. And the way I write it is quite interesting because the, the town of Javia is a gorgeous place to be. So instead of sitting in the house or in the apartment, I actually just wander around the town with a laptop. And I'll sit on a bench or I'll sit at a cafe or I'll sit at a bar. And that's how I wrote maybe about 50% of it. And, and what I do is I write so much, get to the point where I think I'm not sure where this is going. Then I go for a walk. Then I, I chew over in my head. I might talk to my wife. I might think about it. And then the next day I'll go back. And when I'm on writing, I'll be doing about 2,000 words a day. That's kind of what I aim for when I'm trying to put a book together. So are you writing another novel now? Funnily enough, I am. Um, Six Wounds comes out uh, in May, ne- May next year, which is the sequel to 31 Bones, and it's set back here. I have another two books at the moment that I've written during lockdown. Unfortunately for me, on lockdown, delayed the second book coming out because like a lot of publishers, they pulled back and releases. So Six Wounds should have been out this year. So I've actually written... I mean, you're not going to get away with it. I've actually written two books in the last year and a bit, which are much more Glasgow crime books. So, and then what I have to do is turn my attention to what comes after Six Wounds. So I'm now out in Spain at the moment looking for a little bit of inspiration. At least that that's my excuse. <laughs> that's great. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories and novels? Oh, it's difficult. I think everybody writes in such a different way. Um, I think the, if I was to pick a bit of advice, I, I would turn people to, and I'm sure you've heard this a load of time, Stephen King's book on writing, um, sure. which has got some phenomenal advice in there about how to write. But he, he had three bits of advice that, that for me have always stuck with me. The first one is uh, to, to start writing just to get going. Any, any way whatsoever, get onto the screen or write it down because the reason is you move from saying I'm going to write a book to I am writing a book and that puts pressure on you if you tell other people but there is a real moment where I meet a lot of authors who just struggle to even get going the the second bit of advice I remember getting out of that was write about something you enjoy you don't have to write about something you know it helps but if you don't enjoy it I think it shines through when when you read works I, I need to enjoy what I'm writing about and then the third bit of advice is set yourself a target. I just told you my target's 2,000 words a day. It could be 100 words a week. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's that old, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It's amazing how much it builds up because it can look like a daunting thing. You look at an 80,000, 90,000 word novel and think how long it's going to write. And those bit of advice have stuck with me. And I must have told, I don't know how many new authors over the years, because I'm involved with a thing called Bloody Scotland, which is the Scottish International Crime Writing Festival. 
And we've been going now 10 years and we've had some of the biggest authors on the planet. Funnily enough, this year we had Stephen King and Linwood Barclay in from America. We interviewed them on stage from America. We had uh, Lee Child and Andrew Child on. And, And at that, we encourage new authors. That's one of the things that Bloody Scotland's about. And I give that bit of advice to anyone I meet. You get started, set yourself a target and write about what you enjoy. That's great. Well, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've been reading, actually, funnily enough, my, my favorite thing for reading when I'm not writing tends to be nonfiction, strangely, to, to clear my head out. So at the moment, I'm reading a book called Truly Peculiar, which is The Economist. You know the, the Economist magazine that comes out every mm-hmm. month? They have an article, they have a bit at the end, which is one question people ask, you know, what, why is currency dying or why are vaccines not doing what they're supposed to be doing? And they put them all together in a book annually. And then you got all this information dump in one book. I, I love that sort of stuff when, when, when I'm kind of, I just want to get it out of my system. The other stuff I've been reading, which is quite interesting, is that I'm, I, I chair once every so many months the Bloody Scotland Book Club online, and we have to pick three books to, to talk about to, to the audience. And we kind of go back in time a lot. So things like Ian Rankin, Denise Mina, uh, Anne Cleves, uh, recently one of the best books I've read in ages, I, I don't know if you've had him on the show, is Lou Bernie. Um, I've not heard Will Bernie's November Road is one of the best books I've read. I, I would get anyone to, I, I've been enthusing for that book for ages to go out and read it. And, and the other stuff I like stuff is stuff that I do not know. I, I'm a big lover of picking up authors I've not heard of, new authors on recommendation, just to get me away from whatever else I happen to be reading at the time. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novels? So you can find me online at uh, gordonjbrown.com or on Twitter at gojabrown, which is my Twitter handle. And it's also, the other way to do it is because I'm published in the US by Skyhorse, it's under Arcade Crimewise. And can I just put a big thanks to Carl Barksdale for taking the risk of putting a Spanish British expatriate book written by a Scotsman and releasing it in the US. I'd just like to say a big thanks for doing that. Their website as well. You'll get it at the Skyhorse website as well in terms of information. And on top of that, the usual, the rest of the stuff will lead you to Facebook. Instagram is not something I'm quite using yet. I haven't figured that out. But that's that's a good way of getting a hold of me. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Gordon Brown. His latest novel, 31 Bones, is published under the pen name Morgan Cry, as we just discussed. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Gordon, thanks for doing this interview. Jeff, that's been brilliant. Thank you very much. So kind to have me on. That's great. Thank you. That was great. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.